You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning and welcome to this Morning Breath Broadcast, Wednesday, May 5th. We're going to be getting into a chapter in the Gospel of Luke in just a little bit, but we are a drive-time devotion, and we believe it'll jumpstart your day. What happens is we spend some time uh, reading the chapter, listening to it. I listen to it on the Bible app. I read it. I sit and have a a time with the Lord and just get into the Scripture. And then we come down to the studio here at the Merritt Island Campus, East Coast Christian Center, and we read the chapter on air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. Our co-host today is Pastor Mark Cook. How are you doing, Pastor Mark? I'm great, Pastor Dan. Yeah, man. I was just thinking. Yeah, I was just thinking you said uh, we believe it'll jumpstart your day. So if we believe it and we said it, Come on. This is going to jumpstart your day. Come on. That's the way it works. <laughs> That's how it works, man. Yep. We're glad you joined us. We want you to know what chapter we're going to be in. Get a morning breath uh, guide by yep. going to the East Coast app or our website, eccc.us. Uh, you can get to the podcast button there, find the uh, all the podcasts of Morning Breath that are on there. Going way back, you can listen to lots of them. You can see yep. the morning breath guide and know what chapter we're going to be in and where we're headed in the future. You can always call us, too, 321-452-1060. And we can email or mail you that information. And uh, while you're online, man, visit us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And, of course, uh, if uh, if you need to, jump onto our, our campus on the weekends and join uh, the online church. We're doing church in the building. We'd love to see your face and and, uh, and do church with you. But if you need to do it online, do it online, man. There's an incredible yep. experience set up there. Yeah, it's really cool, and we're, we're grateful for that. Anything else we need to talk about before we get in there? we got a big chapter, so we're going to need to get in there and read pretty soon today. Marriage night's coming. Yeah, come on. Marriage night's uh, on May 7th, so that's coming right up because today's May 5th. Um, so it's wow. at 6 p.m., so make sure you get on our website and sign up for that. I believe that's on our events page. Yes, it is. And uh, it's $10 child care, and that's for all your kids, so bring the whole— Bring the whole litter. and yeah, uh, 10 per family. Yeah, we'll watch yeah. them all. Yeah, it'll be great. We've got, we got food. We're going to have a band there. Lots of cool events and games will be going on. Plus, some incredible help for your relationship with your spouse. And uh, it's, as a man, it was one of the funnest nights I've seen pulled off at East Coast Christian Center when we did it last two years ago. We were going to do one, but then some pandemic hit, so yeah, we didn't do one. Thing. And uh, But we're back at it, and it's going to be a great marriage night. Guys, don't be afraid to come. We'll love to have you. Go on the events page. Get signed up because there's just a certain amount of room. We had to cut it off last year. So uh, get in there and, and get, your, get yeah. your seat. Don't let everybody reserved. else have the fun. That's right. Come on. And there's going to be a mechanical bull. Did I say that? Anyway, for you guys <laughs> that think you're cowboys, come on out. I'm going to wear my cowboy hat anyway. I don't know about if I'm getting on that bull, but I'm going to wear my cowboy hat. So uh, marriage night, come on out. We're going to get into this chapter. We're in Luke 11 and uh, 54 verses. So I'm going to actually read through 26 because there's a nice little break there. Both of us are reading the New King James Version. We are. Well, then. Let's get started. I say unto you, Pastor Dan, read, sir. Now it came to pass, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. So he said to them, when you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And he said to them, which of you shall have a friend? 
and go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me on a journey and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, do not trouble me. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds and to him who knocks it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And as he was casting out a demon, and it was mute, and he was, excuse me, and he was casting out a demon, and it was mute, so it was when the demon had gone out that the mute spoke. The multitudes marveled. But some of them said, He cast out demons by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. Others, testing him, sought from him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and a house divided against a house falls. If Satan is also divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? Because you say, I cast out demons by Beelzebub. And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they will be your judges. But if I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he comes upon him and overcomes him, he takes from him all his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoils. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest. In finding none, he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes in, he finds it swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. Verse 27, And it happened as he spoke these things that a certain woman from the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast which nursed you. But he said, More than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. And while the crowds were thickly gathered together, he began to say, This is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah the prophet. For as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so also the Son of Man will be to this generation. The queen of the south will rise up in judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and indeed a greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and indeed a greater than Jonah is here. No one, when he has lit a lamp, puts it in a secret place or under a basket, but on a lampstand, that those who come in may see the light. The lamp of the body is the eye. Therefore, when your eye is good, your whole body is also full of light. But when your eye is bad, your, your body is also, I'm sorry, your body also is full of darkness. Therefore, take heed that the light which is in you is not darkness. If then your whole body is full of light, Having no part dark, the whole body will be full of light, 
as when the bright shining of a lamp gives you light. And as he spoke, a certain Pharisee asked him to dine with him. So he went in and sat down to eat. When the Pharisees saw it, he marveled that he had not first washed before dinner. Then the Lord said to him, Now you Pharisees make the outside of the cup and dish clean, but your inward part is full of greed and wickedness. Foolish ones, did not he who made the outside make the inside also? But rather give alms of such things as you have, then indeed all things are clean to you. But woe to you Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and all manner of herbs, and pass by justice and the love of God. These things you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. Woe to you Pharisees, for you love the best seats in the synagogues and greetings in the marketplaces. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like graves which are not seen, and the men who walk over them are not aware of them. Then one of the lawyers answered and said to him, Teacher, by saying these things, you reproach us also. (laughs) And he said, Woe to you also, lawyers, (laughs) for you load men with burdens hard to bear, and you yourselves do not touch the burdens with one of your fingers. Woe to you, for you build the tombs of the prophets, and your fathers killed them. In fact, you bear witness that you approve the deeds of your fathers, for they indeed killed them, and you build their tombs. Therefore the wisdom of God also said, I will send them prophets and apostles, and some of them they will kill and persecute, that the blood of all the prophets which was shed from the foundation of the world may be required of this generation, from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who perished between the altar and the temple. Yes, I say to you, it shall be required of this generation. Woe to you, lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge, you did not enter in yourselves, and those who were entering in, you hindered. Mm. And as he said these things to them, the scribes and the Pharisees began to assail him vehemently and to cross-examine him about many things, lying in wait for him and seeking to catch him in something he might say that they might accuse him. Amen. Well, he's... <clears throat> doesn't pull any punches. Yeah, doesn't pull any punches. And, oh, do you feel any left out, lawyer? Okay. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa to you, buddy. Yeah, he's, he doesn't leave a, leave a lot of room here for, uh, for the religious play actors yeah. to, to get by with, you know, using religion as an excuse to rip people off, control all the things that through, through the years. And I just wrote at the top of this religious sins. Mm. Um, and there's plenty of them that we could look at. And I would just like to start out by saying, um, I, I sin and fall short of the glory of God. And it's only by the grace of God I'm saved. Amen. And, uh, I am by no means perfect. I know Mark feels the same way about me. No, I mean about himself. <laughs> and, uh, we are, we're, we're born again. We're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. God has done a miraculous work in me. What you see good in me is Jesus, and what you don't see that's not good in me is Dan. And I am every day working out my salvation with fear and trembling. And so we've got to be careful because very often when you're preaching, you're focused on something, and maybe even you're focused on something you've been successful in, and you're, you know, talking it up. That doesn't mean we haven't failed at it before. That doesn't mean that, you know, we didn't need the grace of God just because we're talking about it so yeah. strong. Uh, we did need the grace of God. And so I just I just want to make sure it's out there that uh, none of us, w- the only reason we stand at all is because of God. The Bible says, if any man stands, let him take heed lest he fall. Yeah. In other words, man, give God all the credit. So God gets a credit for any good thing you see in my life. And Amen. Mark's too, I'm sure. But yeah. anyway, there's my sort of speech on on making sure you don't get 
a religious big head. Yeah, in, absolutely. In, in in life, because that is that these are the people Jesus is fired up about. Yeah, and it's easy to get there because you want to feel good about yourself, sure. and so religion can you can kind of use that to make yourself feel good about yourself because you compare yourself to other people. But the Bible says that when you do that, you're not wise. Yeah. Um, so just yeah, a good word there. You know, there was a few things I saw. There was two actually two different uh, sections that I saw in this chapter that drew my attention to other verses that I thought was just interesting. Uh, when we were when we're reading here in the section around verse twenty, uh, what does it say? Uh, it says your sons, your sons. We're talking about I your cast sons. Out demons your sons. Finger of God? Nineteen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're right. If I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they will be your judges. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I read that, it made me think because the last time we did the show together, Pastor Dan, we did Luke chapter seven. Right. And in Luke chapter seven, verse thirty-five, it says, "But wisdom is justified by all her children." Ooh, that's cool. And I just I like thought, that connection. Wow, what a connection there. He says, "Your by by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they will be your judges." Mm. I I couldn't even unpack all that in my head. I just I felt the connection there. That's that cool. he's talking about. You know what? What is the fruit of your ministry? And and sometimes you know the fruit of your ministry is literally what are what are your your physical children and or. What are the people that you've been leading doing? Yeah, and why are good. they doing it? And what's the foundation of it? And I just, I don't know what his, I don't know what their sons would say, but it seems like they would say something maybe other than what they would think they would say. Well, it seems to me that um, th- there's a little bit there's prophetic in this, hmm. and I think he's prophesying about what God's going to be doing, not through the law, but through the new covenant oh, here. That's good, and he's saying, hey. There's going to be a move, and it's going to be based on grace and not on, you know, keeping rules or doing everything right, and it's going to be my blood once for all. And when you look at that and see what your kids are doing, you're going to see that move of God in this wow. next generation. I, that's part of what I, I think, think it's saying. fantastic. I'm glad you brought that out because I wasn't quite drawing that line, but, man, that's good. I love that. By whom do your sons cast them out? Where is this going? Yeah. What's, the, what's the generation of the new covenant? Mm-hmm. going to do and by what power are they going to do it yeah oh that's I, good i think that i think that's kind of the direction he goes the other thing that's kind of wild in this is it, I, he's leading up to talking about the blasphemy against the holy ghost yeah and cast out demons and i just want to get on you know i do know that pastor david gammon does a podcast thing and uh I don't know what it what is what's it called. I don't know what does. it's called. Yeah, I forget. But anyway, he has uh, people listen and then they ask him questions and stuff like that. He said he got more questions over blasphemy of against the Holy Spirit than anything else. And people saying, "Did I do it? Did I do it?" And uh, he's kind of setting this up here because they said what he was doing, he was doing by the power of the devil, let's mm, say, yeah. as opposed to the power of God. And he's saying, no, you'll see in this move of God coming on the earth that your sons will be doing it. And they'll, you'll know then this new move of God by grace instead of law, you'll see who's really in it. God's in this thing. But then he gets to the part about blasphemy against the Holy Ghost. And I, I just want to say, here's what I think blasphemy against the Holy Ghost is. It is where you say what God is doing by his Holy Spirit is demonic. So here's the problem there, why that can't be forgiven. Because if you believe that, you can't be saved. Because the Holy Spirit's the one that draws you to redemption. That's exactly right. And he's the one who lives inside you. And, you know, we go on and on. So if you think that's the devil, you are rejecting God's uh, messenger or, you know, the power by which you get saved. 
So it can't be forgiven. You got to change your mind. Mm. It isn't like, oh, I did it once and now I'm forever stuck there in this state of unforgiveness. That's not what the verse is saying. The verse is saying, if you think what I'm doing is the devil, that can't be forgiven. You got to change your mind. Yeah. You know, it isn't like, uh, okay, I'm never, I'm forever lost and destined to hell because I thought, how many people have thought back before you were saved that some religious guy was a nut? Yeah. You, that's all, all of that it fits under the same category. So, but it can change. What you're saying is yeah, it can change. You can change your mind. Yeah, it you isn't can... that you can repent of it and still believe it. Yeah. You, you've got to stop believing that way to even get saved. Amen. So I don't think he's saying like forever there's this condemnation coming to this select group who right. doesn't care anymore and have cursed against, you know, oh, darn you, Holy Spirit or some silly thing like that. And it distracts so many people out there. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, if you think what Jesus did is of the devil, you can never be saved because Jesus brought us salvation through the word of God and the spirit of God. Amen. And so it's a simple uh, place of changing your mind. It is. And I, I would I would love to take that opportunity, Pastor Dan, to point out when, when you feel condemned, hmm. condemnation is a tool of the enemy. Absolutely. And so when you feel condemned, when the... I remember you talking about this, Pastor, and I think actually you mentioned this story not too long ago, but you talked about a time when you felt condemned about something in the Word, and the, and the Lord spoke to you and said, Dan, I didn't put that there to condemn you, I put it there to help you. Yeah. You know, the Word of God is here to help build you up and to draw you to Himself. And so when you read something in the Word of God and come away feeling condemned, then I would say that that's a sign that you've misunderstood something. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, that should be encouraging. I feel condemned. I need to I need to go back and understand this through the lens of grace because I know that the word of God is not here to condemn me. Um, and so if you read something like the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit and you think and you feel condemned and you, you're living in fear, perfect love casts out fear. Come on. And so when you feel condemned or when you feel fearful that you wouldn't feel that way if you did not have a heart for the kingdom of God. Mm. Right? If you didn't love God and desire to please right. him, then you wouldn't you wouldn't feel condemned or afraid <laughs> that you didn't do it. Yeah. So I would say be encouraged in that and look for the grace of God to lift you up and draw your face to the truth. Absolutely. You know, in this I'll use the Lord's prayer that we have in here or the pr- prayer that the Lord gave the disciples. Um he says our father who art in heaven. There's the correct address on the envelope. If I'm going to, a little earlier, uh, Nick asked me for the address to uh, a property on North Merritt Island, and he was having trouble finding it on a map. Well, when he had the right address, he could find it on a map. The right address is important. We don't pray to a vague higher power. We don't pray to the man upstairs, the big guy. Jesus said, pray to the Father, our Father who art in heaven. And stop right there. Father in a good way. Some of you have not had a great relationship with your father. Mm. Some of you, your father was mean. Your father was let you down. Your father didn't do what he was supposed to do. And so when you think father, you don't always have great thoughts that go with it. And other people, they're, they're proud of their dad and they're just so blessed. And when they hear father, they're like, yeah, two different people who both have a father but feel very differently about it. We need to be the type of people that understand what it's like to have a good, if we're going to sing a song, good, good father. Mm. 
And that's the way God is relating to us. He's not relating to us as a failed father, as a angry father, as a bitter father, as a distracted father, as all the things that could go on, an overworked father, you know, an absent father. God's not any of that. God is the father that wants you on his knee, in his lap, Amen. Uh, hanging out with him. That's the kind of father we have. Think back. If you had a tough relationship with your father, think back to the best one you could see, at least you could tell from the outside, and then multiply that times a million. And that's the kind of father we have in God. How you feel about yourself affects you how you hear the word of God. So if you feel down on yourself and like, um, I don't I don't live up to my father's expectations, and so then you feel bad about yourself, you hear differently than a person that feels confident with their dad. That's why it says, you know, come boldly to the throne of grace Amen. to obtain uh, grace and mercy in time, time of need. Anyway, your view of God will greatly affect how you feel and how you actually experience the goodness and grace of God in your life. And that's true. And when something I'll say to, to, to help you with that, uh, you know, as a guy, I think I think guys maybe have the hardest time sometimes relating to God as a father mm-hmm. um, because there's a tenderness there. Um, I think that we desire, but as our, our manhood kind of stands in the way of that. Yeah. Um, and But we know that Jesus was the first begotten, you know, the firstborn, the only begotten son of the father. Um, and so we know that his relationship with the Father is the demonstration of what it's like to relate to God that way. Come on. And here's what's incredible, uh, and something that helped me is in the book of Galatians, and I want to say it's in chapter four, I could be wrong. It says that we have received the spirit of his son. Mm, beautiful. So, and it says it's through that spirit that we're able to cry out and call God daddy. Abba Father. Abba Father. Beautiful. And so, how do I relate to God as a father? How do I understand him as a father? I, I, whether it's from my own, you know, poor relationship with my father or even just, you know, something resistant and, you know, maybe it's pride. I don't know what it could be. There's just all kinds of things that it's, it's maybe scary to take a step and, yeah. and, and test those waters. I want to encourage you that as a believer, you have received the spirit of sonship. Mm-hmm. Like there's the spirit of God that lives inside of you is the spirit of the son of God. And it's that spirit in you that knows God as a father that understands how to relate to him as a father. And I just want to encourage you to lean into that spirit and let it teach you how to operate from a place of sonship. Galatians 4, 6, And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Mm -hmm. You are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. That's a great point to take a break. We'll be back in a little bit. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us.
Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Download the Mezzanine Church app or visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Hey, everybody. Uh, just a little bit on prayer here. I think it's interesting. Verse 1 says, Now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place that he's, when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. A couple things about that is this is two years after the Sermon on the Mount mm. when he actually taught this the first time that we know of. So Jesus wasn't opposed of teaching something more than once. Amen. The same thing more than once. Thank God. <laughs> Number two, notice it says, teach us to pray, Lord, as John also taught his disciples. Now, that's kind of a new picture there because we don't have a registered prayer where John you know, taught his disciples how to pray. But what's interesting is with all the things that John did, he was known for praying. Mm. And so that's not one, you know, oh, yeah, he eats locusts and honey, and he wore camel hair, and he said repent. We come up with a pretty quick list on John. But when you look at what people noticed in the Bible, prayer was one of them. Wow. So Jesus was a person of prayer. 
John was a person of prayer, and his disciples said, would you show us how to pray? And this is how to pray, not necessarily what to pray. Mm. And so he gives you uh, content on what your prayer should have in it. And, you know, it's got the right address, and it's got, you know, uh, uh, praise and worship in it. It's got needs. It's got forgiveness and relationship stuff. And uh, then, you know, deliverance in it. It's a great prayer. Uh, You can use it as a map to go right down through here and actually spend some time praying. Just start out with talking to your dad. Yeah. Give him some praise. You know, pray for his will to be done. Ask for specific needs and right on through it. So it's a great little roadmap for praying. And expect the kingdom of heaven. That's right. When you said God's will be done, expect the way his will is done in heaven to be done on earth. That's good. On earth as it is in heaven. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Bye, guys. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.